Hello. This is the sound of an old man's voice. This is the sound of my voice. Hello. I, I, I busted a boot order. open today. You what? I busted my boot open today. The uh, the sole was just hanging hanging by the the toe of the top of the boot, and I was walking around and shaking my leg and making it clap today. Wait, like the bottom of the like at the front, the bottom and the top separated, so it was like a little puppet. Yeah, mouth. like they just glued it on, and the glue broke. So, so you, I was walking around making my boot clap, like a little like a little hobo foot. Yeah. Doing a little dance, hoping somebody'd give me a cup of stew. Somebody could slip a like a book of matches in there and give you the hot foot. Oh, they absolutely could have. Well, they they might have had to put a whole box of matches in there because that thing was busted wide open. That that is a very interesting prank. The hot foot, where you light someone's shoe on fire as a prank. Yeah. Uh. I know that they still do it in baseball, and I think it's just because baseball's so old timey. But every other time I picture someone doing it, it's uh, like it's a baseball player or a Three Stooge or just somebody yeah. generally in the nineteen twenties. Baseball really is somehow it it's hiding out in a fog of old timiness that allows people to get away with things that you would not be able to do in normal society. Somebody, Wade Boggs is bringing back a manservant from the Orient. <laughs> I say this is the voice of an old man because I turned 40 today. Oh, that's not old. 40 is the, uh, the new, uh, what, 27? I just kept thinking about that, that review we got on iTunes where someone said it sounds like, uh, Two boomers talking to each other at the Publix. <laughs> <sighs> I was disappointed Listen. the first time I went in a Publix because I thought that the pub part meant it was. You thought like it was going to be a, a pub bar. where people were like doing guitar solos, sweet licks. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear some pub licks. Bachman Turner Overdrive. The original Publix. Ooh, beer, cheese, popsicle. Now, I did, um, I made a note to bring this up on the show because I felt it was important. This past week, I have had the lyrics to Baby Got Back stuck in my head, but to the tune of I Say a Little Prayer for You. <laughs> Does that work? Only kind of. And it's it's infuriating because you get that one part in your head and it keeps going over and over. It's like the jeans that she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. <laughs> but then the rest of the song. It's just that one. <laughs> but then my brain was like, you got to make it work. And I was like, it doesn't. And none of the rest of those words fit. And it was like, you gotta, you gotta make them fit. And then my brain said, my anaconda wants your poo. 
Yeah, I, I would I would have struggled to find that one little toe hold that I because I, I started from the beginning of the song and I'm like, no, that does not work. No, it doesn't work. I don't know why. I don't know why my brain went there, and I wish I didn't know why my brain said that the next line should be my anaconda wants your poo. <laughs> But I know why. That anaconda wants the buns, huh? And that poo, it's that's buried deep within those buns. Hmm. Do you I think wonder the song? If, uh, like, I think I was by the time I heard that song, I it's um, double entendres were not lost on me, which it's not a very subtle song. So even as like an eight year old, I was like, I get it. Yeah. But I wonder if anybody heard that song and just didn't understand. Like, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Like, I wonder if anybody thought that was about like, I don't eat mm. hot dogs without mm. a bun. That's yeah. not very good. This, clearly, dogs. this guy has a pet snake who loves hot dogs, but he He's has picky, to have picky his hot snake. dog. With a bun. This, I, I'm this with the snake, snake is a traditionalist. Yeah. <laughs> now, in my version, he comes right out and says he's just trying to get that poo. <laughs> my anaconda wants your poo. <laughs> Man, that'd be a bad snack for an anaconda because they gotta <laughs> squeeze up on anything Ew, before they eat it. They'll ruin that poo poo. Maybe that's why they're squeezing. They're squeezing animals. They're like, come on, come on. Like it's a tube of toothpaste. They're like, just give me that poo. Poo. Trying to poo. pop them like, open like a shit pimple. Yeah. Oh, man. Blah. I don't think I can't think of another line in that song that fits. I say a little prayer for you. It's just the thing about the jeans and I can't stop staring. And yet I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like me. possibly uh, we need to figure out how to do a version of that song where it's a medley of Motown classics, mm. but, but just like 50 of them for each line of the song. We find one we got uh, Lionel Richie's dancing on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to have to get this, uh, pop these lyrics up here. But I, gonna... I fear that this is something that uh, one could, uh, uh, you know, go mad trying to do as well. We need to get Howell Dottie on the case. <laughs> he can figure it out. Well, uh, yeah, so that's that's our intro this week. Mm-hmm. Now, I do need to uh, take us to the Department of Corrections. I'm sorry. Folks. So sorry. We make mistakes. That I was We're just simple girl. men. And in our in our previous episode, we talked about Pearl Jam bootlegs at the record store. Oh yeah, did I have that wrong? No, my mind was shattered 
by the fact that those uh, Pearl Jam bootlegs were produced by Pearl Jam because I had heard that Pearl Jam was fine with people making bootlegs at their concerts. And this is a rare case where we were both right. Pearl Jam would not stop people from making bootlegs and people would bring recording equipment to Pearl Jam concerts to record Pearl Jam play. But they did start making their own official bootlegs available in stores because those guys who would bring their own bootleg recording equipment uh, were doing a terrible job and overcharging people for the recordings. And so Pearl Jam got mad and made their own bootlegs of their concerts. I guess you don't like the free market, Pearl Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam. It's my my right to to make a shoddy product all, that is just a rip off of interviews you and, and, and songs where you said you love the free market so much. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love Tibet. Tibet that it's a libertarian's paradise. <laughs> That's not the only thing that we needed to clarify, though. Okay. We also talked about. In our, I believe this was in the premium episode. No, maybe not. We talked about a record called The Pigs Sing. Where the, these the, the, okay. Pigs sing about an alligator in an elevator. Okay. Now, I was very, very curious about this record because it was so strange. And what I found is. That the Pig Sing was put out by Peter Pan Records, which is, in fact, a record label owned by a plastics company. <laughs> it is owned by Synthetic Plastics Company of Newark, New Jersey, who, because of their excess plastic, started pressing children's records as a second line of income. And they put out a bunch of different uh, records. They were the ones that uh, started the whole, when you hear this sound, turn the page. Ooh. And not only did they put out uh, the pigs sing, but they also put out a whole series of records about the Disco Duck by Rick Dees. <laughs> Disco Duck. Was it connect, connected to the pig sing? The disco pigs. That's what it was. We were talking about the disco yeah. pigs. And and they made so so they partnered up with all those uh lower quality books, like like a lower quality version of little golden books that were books on tape. You you said that they, they coined the when you hear this noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn the page. Turn the page. That's right. Do you have like a, a do you have a sound drop for that? I don't because I'll that's such a there. wonderful noise. I think we should just do a good five minutes of that in here. Just just throw in a few when you hear this sound. Turn the pages in the podcast yeah. because most most of the uh, times you hear that you're reading a book that has like twenty pages. Could you imagine if uh, you got a book on tape for like a large novel and, and mm-hmm. you got to hear that that noise a good five or six hundred times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Infinite jest. 
Infinite uh, sparkly noise. Infinite turn the page. Yeah. They they created a whole disco duck universe. It wasn't just the disco duck record. Disco duck had adventures. They made it into a franchise. Well, they weren't sorted disco adventures, were they? I, I can't imagine. I I would hope that they did not send Disco Duck to Disco Demolition Night in Chicago. Mm. That one seems a little scary. I was just picturing him, you know, uh, <laughs> slipping Mickey and Mickey and uh, oh, Disco Studio Duck Fifty Four. Yeah, he's a real party animal. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but also we have a third item here that I wrote down in the corrections. And that is this, this goes back quite a way when we were discussing ambrosia salad. Oh, that delicious dessert that you make with uh, coconut and whipped cream and little marshmallows and crushed pineapple. And you said, this, this is supposed to, you, you, you you uh what you said it, it takes a while to make you like leave it in the yeah. fridge but then when you saw a picture of ambrosia salad you said uh, no this isn't what i was thinking of this looks good well i found a picture this week that i think might be the thing you were thinking of it's something called 24 hour vegetable salad possibly i dropped it into the chat there if you click on the link <laughs> that does look like something that I've had before, but this was this was a variation on on ambrosia salad that one of my weird relatives absolutely made. It's not that twenty four hour vegetable salad appears to be. I think that's a bowl. It's some sort of a serving dish. Although yeah. I. Could be just a gelatin mold, but this this definitely comes from the age of Jello, and the thing that I had definitely did as well. I I this... spent a couple of hours trying to find the thing that I was talking about. I'm like, I guess it was just her own secret recipe. It's uh, woof. yeah. Well, I even I was even talking to elderly relatives that I had and be like, "Do you remember this?" Do you Aunt remember Pam this? made it. Yeah, <laughs> remember Aunt Pam? Yeah, she made it. Yeah, she sure did make it. My my grandmother was one of those ladies who was always like, "You know what? I think I'm gonna experiment a little bit with this recipe." But then her experiment was almost always put raisins in it. <laughs> it's a Beef potato Wellington salad. with raisins. Why don't you put a, a raisins in a potato salad? It's spaghetti bolognese. Avec raisins. Nobody wants that. <laughs> All right, do you do you have an idea for an actual podcast here? 
Uh, I sure, sure do. Uh, this one is called Expert Karate for Beginners. Ooh. And uh, as as someone whose parents wouldn't let him take karate as a child, and then someone who dropped the ball for a good 20 years and just didn't make it happen for himself as an adult, I don't have time to go through a long, painful process of, oh, one, you know, you got a white belt. Now, now you need to get a yellow belt. Now you got to get every belt color of the rainbow before you're a badass. Not enough time left. We're going to jump straight to the end here. And this is going to be a podcast that's going to help other people do so as well. Because as long as you're invested in something, you can do it a lot faster than, you know, the people who are just saying, like, give me a weekly paycheck. And, yeah. You know, maybe somewhere down the line we can talk about a yellow belt. But uh, just just keep that sweet money. Come. Not enough time. Not enough money. Expert karate for beginners. We're going to be badasses by the end of the month. We we're the we're the Phoenix University <coughs> of Martial Arts Academies. Yeah, we're sign up online by Steven Seagal. Yeah, we're gonna. Now I'd never thought about this before, but in the moment, it entered my mind, and I think that it it bears discussion. If I were to go to a dojo of some sort tomorrow and say, I would like to train in the ancient violent arts. They would start me off with a white belt, right? Like the easiest level, whatever that is. Yeah, and they put you in a class with a bunch of like seven-year-olds. And then and I of could course immediately you can whoop them. Yeah. demolish those seven-year-olds. Yeah. They would just put me in the next grade, right? No. They would make me stay there? Because you must learn discipline. <laughs> so I would just be doing like drills? You'd be doing the same drills they would they would do, and uh, I don't think that you would spar with them. Unless I, they had like a seven-year-old that they'd be like, like these guys are on your level, right? They're saying like this is a fighting art. And yeah, these, but they're 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 a weight class. These little wimps. fellas are on your level. These are the same guys as you in a video game. <laughs> yeah. You have the same logo pops up over your head when you press L3 to highlight enemies. At what point are you allowed to just move up a grade by beating the other people in your grade? Because it seems like it would be fair in some ways if I could just sign up and then fight my way to the top, like Mortal Kombat, like just my <laughs> little picture next to a bunch of like third graders. And I just fight my way through them until I get to like Liu Kang or whatever. I think that uh, for a few people, uh, the karate classes are really about all about karate. But I think for a lot of people, it's as like a safe place that you can go to and do some working out. And it's good for you. And uh, they, they slowly little give you little droplets of success from their eyedropper of success. They have a little. And, and there's that just that feeling of, yeah, I, I did. I, I did a workout thing two times a week for the past six months. So I get a new belt and mom and dad are happy that I 
got up and did something. I, w- I didn't just spend uh, my whole time playing video games. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, but, uh, video games could have taught you how to rip a man's spine out. <laughs> but your your sensei or whatever is, is just very happy that he's getting that $100 check or whatever yeah. it is for the two one-hour sessions you went to that week. It's like, there are many things that you can learn from the ancient art of karate. One is patience. As the stone stands still, water removes the stone. Also, this is January, so make sure that your checks don't say 2021 anymore. (laughs) Or the sensei won't be able to cash them. So so this is going to be like, we're still going to be getting checks. You you have to give us a weekly check for this uh, expert karate class, but... Don't you worry know. if I break boards. I write checks. That's a I, good I, question. Did did you do you think that everybody had to bring in the five dollar bill on board breaking day? These well, boards yeah. don't grow on trees. Let's, hey, guys. listen. Let's go, Brandon. The price of boards have gone up. Now we're all having to chip in. Listen, if you wanna if you wanna graduate, you gotta BYOB. Bring your own boards to our karate <laughs> yeah. graduation. We're going to start chopping pizza boxes in half. I just, I, I went and I pulled all the old RAM cards out of these computers from the school <laughs> library they were throwing out. We're just going to chop all this RAM in half. Ooh. We're going to turn these 512s into 256s, baby. I think that uh, the old style uh, floppy disks would make for uh, really cool shurikens. Oh my god! I used them as throwing, such <laughs> as a like child. The five-inch floppies. <laughs> uh huh. Just. Right. I have an idea for a podcast here. All right. And this this podcast is called Reverse Karaoke. So this would be <clears throat> a podcast work? for people who are learning an instrument. Which is similar to our, our karate podcast, but this one is for people who are trying to master a musical instrument. I'm sure you've seen these uh, videos on the internet of people playing the drums or the guitar along to a video. Mm-hmm. But this would just be where we provide that audio for people to practice their instruments over. So we would we would have to just sing a song a cappella. And then put it out there, and then the the TikTok stars could play their clarinet over what we're singing. And this could be old, you know, hit parade standards or original pieces. Whatever we whatever we're thinking, whatever we like. Okay. But but we still like for me anyway. It's not reverse karaoke. It's it's proper way round karaoke because i'm probably going to be listening to music and just singing oh no you can't i can't you have to okay. you have to go without a net <laughs> there used to be a grand tower alone on the sea and then i'm i'm a little off right but they gotta go with that you became a light on the dark side of me 
Love remains a drum that's the high not the What is it? <laughs> Did you know that when it snows, my eyes become larger? The light that you shine can't be seen, baby. <laughs> it's after ten o'clock. I have to be quiet. You did. You did a better job than than I would have. Uh, that song, I like a lot, but. There are more more words in it that I don't know that I do. And every it's, time I, I pay attention to the lyrics, I'm like, what the fuck is Seal talking about? Yeah. What is this song about? He's been kissed by a rose on the gray. I'm not sure what that means. I spent most of my life thinking he was saying grave. He's not. That rose is on the gray, whatever the hell that is. I feel like that's the the disease uh, that that causes zombieism. It's the it's, it's the a, alien from Alien Autopsy. Yeah, but yeah, that's my idea for reverse karaoke. Okay, we just make up a song, and then the audience gets to write music for it. I think there's already like plenty of proof of concept here. This would just be the first podcast dedicated to. We're making up a song, and we want the audience to write the music to back the song. Okay. The only confusion I have with this is, uh, however rudimentary or however much I screw it up, there's still going to be some melody to what I'm singing. And does that not lead the uh, musicians by the nose? Or will they just ignore that and try to make me sound good? I don't know. I think that they they have to stick with whatever key you're in. So okay. it takes all of the onus off of us. We can be as bad as we want to be. Two live crew. Okay. I can do that. I, I, I am allowed to have a printout of uh, the lyrics, though, correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome. The jeans that she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. <laughs> My anaconda wants your poo. <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> I got to figure out a way to get the, the big butts in there. I can't do it. Do you have another idea for a podcast? I do. This one's called uh, Great Greetings. Great this Greetings. Is, this Great is going to be a podcast where, where we... Uh, Hit up the Hallmark store and critique their their newest uh, seasonal greeting card offerings. Okay. Which is one of those things that I'm not sure. I, I guess it's just out of convenience that they still have those. But I remember back in the 90s having multiple CD-ROMs that were greeting card makers. We, we'd cut out that Hallmark store and I no longer do this. But from from spending hours and hours of going through clip art and being like, what do you think that uh, Teddy would like on his birthday card? Oh, boy. Uh, well, this uh, sheep right here, uh, he has an electric guitar, so that's good. I'm going to put that on the cover of the card. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to be using my CD-ROM greeting card makers. 
I'm just going to be looking at uh, what what Hallmark has put out and and trying to give them constructive criticism on how to make a, a really you know effective greeting card. Now I <clears throat> I will say that uh, as as was mentioned before, today is my birthday, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna now. Ugh. I'm sorry. I, I'm a little distracted because I'm trying to do some uh, extra work here. Now, when when you have a birthday, let me just ask you this. When you have a birthday, someone sings to you, right? Uh, on occasion. Not always, but uh, more often than not. But there's there is a song that goes along with having a birthday that you are familiar with. Yes. Now, when I married Laura... I passed like Neo in the Matrix through a looking glass into a shadow universe where there is a different song that people sing on your birthday. And and this one's not written by uh, the old spinsters and the Patty and Mildred didn't. This is yeah, this is not the uh, not the not the uh, yeah, Mildred and Patty classic that we all know and love this is the one that my mother-in-law and her sisters sing and today this arrived today at 10 a.m on my phone as it does every year on my birthday oh someone has a birthday who could it be will you hold your hand up so i may see hold your hand now will you tell us how old you are oh you're still young and 40 so that we make first uh uh episode of reverse karaoke is going to uh absolutely yes there there's a some some good fodder for that right there <laughs> now <laughs> don't i don't want to offend in any sort of way but does the the melody of that song come through the same every year or is it kind <laughs> of uh <laughs> it is the same yes okay and if and if you happen to get them there together, you will get it from both Aunt Ginny Bell and Mom at the same time. Someone has a birthday. Who <laughs> can it be? <laughs> it's not bad. It's just surreal to hear a different birthday song. Yeah. Now, After now, a do they, do they, uh, there, there's no use of, uh, that other weird song that like, would they get the same feeling if, if you were to sing, sing 
what both both you and I would consider to be the birthday song, would they be that, like, well, that's, that's a strange that song. Funeral dirge. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. I'm all for this new one. The, someone has it's a birthday, who can it be? Make that the birthday song. I I, I want a happy birthday. <laughs> Everybody has to start so high to get to those low notes. To you, yeah, it's it sucks. They they should have uh, they should have written some lyrics to some of the good like it, it, give me ride of the Valkyries, but like ride of the mm. birthday or like uh, in the whole of Fortuna. the Mountain King, yeah, God damn. Bolero. It's like 25 minutes of saying birthday over and over faster and faster. Bolero. That is great greetings. All right, I have another one. This I feel like we are on the same wavelength this week. My next one is called The Analog Podcast. And this would be for audiophiles, purists. This would be a podcast that we record non-digitally and release on analog format. So maybe like uh, we we do this on a reel-to-reel tape recorder and then okay. we'd uh, mix it down to eight track and then release it on cassette and vinyl. And try to try to sell like go to all the pilots and the flying J's and be like truckers need to hear this. Do truck truckers probably don't have a track players in their big rigs anymore though, right? Oh yeah. Well, they do sell vinyl records at at the at uh, the old country buffet. Wait, is that the place? The Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have them now. The last. Last time was a, my dad was in town, I, I I went to Cracker Barrel and I was like, "Oh, cool! They got oh, look at this! They got the 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 Little Mermaid soundtrack on vinyl." Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, oh, and yeah. look at this! They have uh, they have Nathan and AJ's uh, seminal <laughs> podcast episode, "My Anaconda Wants Your Poo" on twelve inch. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great one. This has the bit about the birthday song. It has the 24-hour vegetable salad. My anaconda wants your poo. Reverse karaoke. This has got a bunch of the hits. I I now that I'm thinking about it, we do belong for to we should be for sale in a cracker barrel. We definitely belong. <laughs> Listen. If we're going to get called two boomers talking at the checkout of the Publix, we at least deserve to be able to sell our wares yeah. in the nostalgia aisles of the Cracker Barrel General Store. And, and I would like to a, say to that review, uh, you, you think too highly of me. My place is amongst the weasel balls, friend. Mm-hmm. I'm out in front of KB chasing that weasel ball around. <laughs> I don't even know if they still have weasel balls. I, I I think that they the Cracker Barrel has 
very, very slightly up the quality of the products they sell in the store. And the last time I was at a Cracker Barrel, they had teeny tiny versions of video game cabinets, like a G.I. Joe sized arcade cabinet that you could actually play Pac-Man or Galaga on. But it was like you had to use the tiny joystick and buttons to play the game. It doesn't really seem like an like an improvement. No. And it also doesn't seem to fit the uh Cracker Barrel like the Cracker Barrel is the sort of place where someone would give give you a hot foot. Not the sort of place where, yeah. where you play Galaga. The decor <laughs> on the walls a game of in a Cracker, Cracker Barrel is going to be a giant oversized game of checkers or yeah. that weird golf tee game that they put on every table. They they've made a tiny tiny version of pushing a hoop with a stick that you <laughs> <Yeah>. can play. <laughs> World's smallest jacks. How many how many children were run down in the street trying to hit that hoop with a stick? I'm going for the all time high score on the hoop and stick. Look out! Look out, child! <laughs> He's dead. He died like so many children, pushing that hoop with a stick. And then some hero turned the hoop around and uh, did a wiggle motion with his middle section, and mm. a craze was started, and everybody forgot about the fucking stick. Throw that stick away. This is a this is a sexy dancing game. Like man, oof. I wish I could have lived through the hula hoop fever. Out of all of the dumb things that people in olden times were into, I think hula hooping probably. And uh, we're probably crazy. Gonna get it some, swept the we're nation. We're going to get some hate mail about this. <laughs> I the think, hoopers I think... <laughs> are still out there. They are alive and hooping. Yeah, the the original uh, the original hoop craze happened completely without uh, uh, club drugs. So <laughs> I don't know how they got that going. I understand a little bit when. You know, everybody's yeah. everybody's on Molly and uh, the, the original hula hoop craze is incredible because it happened in a vacuum outside of. Yeah, like you said. Club drugs. There was no like horny fitness. It was just a thing that happened. Everyone was like, we like doing the hula hoop. I, I have a theory all, that I just came up with as, as to why it was so successful. The fat it was replacing was that uh, swallowing goldfish one. So it was like, this is so much better than, you know, eating our goldfish. Finally, we don't have to do the Charleston on top of a flagpole. <laughs> this is so much easier. All right, let's go to the Podtron. Okay. Folks, if you're not familiar, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We trained it using the charts, the top podcasts in the world, and then it analyzes those and comes up with titles for new podcasts that it thinks could be hits, like... <clears throat> no, wait, whoa! <laughs> it's going for two! One good turn deserves another. All right. Ugh. Podcasts like 
On Being with Lawrence. Okay. On Being with Lawrence. On Being with Lawrence. Now, uh, what, what what Lawrence do you think this is? Do you think this is a Larry, or do you think that this might be like a Matthew Lawrence? Or a... I feel like immediately what came to mind was that that famous Larry turned Lawrence, Sir Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, Morpheus, the yeah. expert on being. Or perhaps this is Lawrence Fishburne's wife talking about being with Lawrence. Be like, you know, every morning he gets up and he has to take uh he has to take some medication now. He's, you know, in his sixties. Every morning he does a bit where he says, Oh, Neo, do you think I should take the blue pill or the red pill? <laughs> and we just laugh and act like it's clever because we he needs to take those for his blood pressure. Yeah, Excellent, he, he has to take both pills. Well, Neo, I'll be taking the blue pill and the red pill. One to keep my boner alive and the other to handle my allergies. That That is an option I don't think that Neo ever considered taking both pills. Take both pills. Yes. More drugs, and they're free. Straddle the river sticks. Experience <laughs> both sides at once. Much as the Colossus of Rhodes would have done. That would have been so cool if Neo had done both both bills. Just, gra- just grabs them as fast as he can. Taking <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Actually, not like the Colossus of Rhodes, like uh, like Beavis as uh, the Great Cornholio. (laughs) (laughs) Neo, take the blue pill, and you will become Cornholio, who needs TP for your bunghole. (laughs) (laughs) Or take the red pill, and become Cubert. Remember Cubert? He has to jump around on blocks. He has a funny nose, kind of like Alf or Birdo from Super Mario Brothers 2. On being with Lawrence, is there anything else this could be? I feel like uh, it, it could be a different show just uh, with all the different Lawrences. Uh but I'm also struggling to come up with a, a cool Lawrence that I would I would want to to use more than Lawrence Fishburne. There's Lawrence of Arabia, but that's yep. uh, Peter O'Toole, right? Yes. There's Lawrence Olivier, Lor- Sir Lawrence Olivier, Othello. Maybe <laughs> this is just a this is all Lawrences. In every episode, we're doing a different Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, another one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I already said uh, Matthew Lawrence, but he also the the other Lawrence brothers as well. Matthew Lawrence is that the guy from Blossom? Yes. All right. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm with. I, I'm on board. 
And then, the, and then he had uh, two two little brothers, and they also had a sitcom called, I believe, Brotherly Love, where oh, all no, three wait, of them. No, Joey Lawrence was the one on Blossom. Yeah, yeah, I said the middle one's name, Matthew, instead Lawrence. of the 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 biggin's name. Yeah. Oof. I think maybe I think this, the other this needs Andrew. to be. It's us, and we have to live in a house with the Lawrence brothers, and they're all like, "Whoa." <laughs> Wasn't that his thing saying whoa? That was Joey's, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't allowed to watch Blossom. Did she have sex? That would have definitely made it not allowed in my house. As a kid. I don't think so. Like all I remember was her wearing funny hats. She wore a or floppy hat. Floppy hat. Maybe that was sexual in some way. You saying that it was the the original pussy hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Uh, but I, as far as I remember, I don't. Uh, maybe it got a little bit more uh, risque in later seasons, but I, I didn't think it was something that parents would have a problem with. But all right, that's on being with Lawrence. What do you got from the Podtron? I have uh, Amish effect. Amish? This is effect with an E? Yes. So this is uh, something that the Amish are creating. It's the Amish effect. Yeah, like when, when you uh, add an Amish person into the equation this will result. Yeah. It's like the Mandela effect. You're like, no, no, as I recall, we've always just had a buggy with a horse pulling it. But you're saying there's something called an automobile. I've never heard of that. Must be the Amish effect. (laughs) You're telling me that I could go to the store and purchase a doll that has eyes. <laughs> Sounds like the Amish effect. Maybe, maybe the Amish effect is uh, you start hanging out with Amish people because uh, you're a loser and most people don't think you're cool, but they're much easier to impress. I'm you feel really that, good about myself. I've been hanging out with the Amish lately. It's that that that's the Amish effect. It's you know, a little I, boost, a little ego boost. Now, but here's the thing: is that I, I grew this up tiny around Galaga the Amish out of my pocket, and and it blew them the fuck away. <laughs> the Amish actually get pretty rowdy, so this could be the opposite effect that you think like. Oh, I'm so much cooler than these guys with their woolen pants. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we all get to go do heroin for a couple of years when we're teenagers. And you're like, oh, I never tried heroin. Well, I mean, it's going to be fine, though, because all the stuff I think is cool, they didn't do during those few weeks. (laughs) So... All, all of my, my magic tricks will work on them. They'll be like, burn him. <laughs> now, I will say also that I have a friend who was in a metal band 
And the way that he learned to play guitar was that he grew up in the country and there was an Amish guy who taught guitar lessons. And he went to this old Amish man because his mom said, oh, yeah, go take uh, go take guitar lessons from this this guy whose name's probably Graber or something. And he was like, I'll be honest with you. This is the kind of if I if I can learn guitar, this is the kind of guitar I want to learn. And then he played the Dillinger Escape Plan record for him. And the Amish man said, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. And then played it back. <laughs> On a nylon string acoustic guitar. He was like, yeah, no, I can play that. Do you want to learn to play like that? I can just hear it once and play it right back to you. <laughs> like a fucking badass. That's the kind of, that's my fear with this Amish effect is if we go into it thinking we're going to be like, coming at them like we were time travelers showing a Zippo lighter to a caveman. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, we can do that, too. But with a horse and buggy. Yeah, I think that they would probably pull a Zippo out of their pocket and be like, we're allowed to have Zippos. We're allowed to have a Zippo lighter. We're about, it's what? not wait, an wait electric lighter. <laughs> be like, wait. Well, I'm going to show you the Fast and the Furious movie. And they'll be like, oh, we made our own movie about a horse and buggy chase. <laughs> called The Pure and the Pious. It's God all damn about it, it's family. even better. <laughs> the Amish effect. And maybe, maybe that's what it is. We get an Amish on the show to help us reimagine aspects of pop culture as if they had existed solely in the Amish community. Yeah, I, I would listen to that show. That's a good Amish idea. Elvis? What would that sound like? Love me tender, love me true, never talk to cops. Remember, that's the thing the Amish don't do. They won't, they won't snitch. Like in that movie, Witness. Mm-hmm. I know that they they call everybody English mm -hmm. because of that movie movie witness. <laughs> yes, a, a large portion of my knowledge of the Amish. It's basically just the movie Witness and the movie Kingpin is all I know. Yeah, I know. Here's here's what I know about being Amish: you don't want to drown in grain. As that was one of the most horrifying scenes of cinema I ever saw as a child, is that scene in Witness, where the man drowns in the green silo. And you don't want to uh, jack off a bull and drink his cum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the cornerstones of Amish society. There's a lot that can go wrong for an Amish person. Namely, these two things. Number one, Harrison Ford chases you into a silo and then you are drowned in grain. Number two, Harrison Ford asks you to go get milk and you accidentally masturbate a bull and drink his semen. Number three, Weird Al disrespects Coolio. <laughs> yeah. Uh... 
Also, hangnails, but that's just that's for everybody, Amish or no. All right, I got one here from the Podtron. Podtron suggested a podcast called Creep of the Month. <laughs> okay. This is exactly what it sounds like. Well, no, no well, argument here. This is just, just us gonna, finding uh, a creep. Well, maybe not just one creep. Uh, we'll uh, find all the. We'll we'll get a complete collection of all the creeps and uh, figure it's out which one of, of them month. deserves yeah. creep of the month. We'd be putting out an episode once a week, so we would have like a creep bracket going. Yeah, the the we'd end, have like end. we'd have we'd have like the like the weird foreign guy. Who's like, hello, baby girl, I love you on every single picture that a Instagram thought was posting. Hello, show boobs. That guy's on there. But then we also have the guy who's like doing magic tricks at the bar. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You're just slowly. I'm trying to impress the Amish. Leave me alone. (laughs) Putting a dove back in a cage, like ah, rats. <laughs> Creep of the month. We could also do like a musical episode where we're deciding which one of the many songs titled "Creep" is the creep of the month. Mm-hmm. This February, the creep of the month is TLC's "Creep." It beat out Radiohead's "Creep." And Stone Temple Pilots creep to become creep of the month. Yeah, and uh, I I think that that might finally get us another creep because for a while there they were really n- making a lot of songs called creep, but they all came out within just a few years of each other. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've had a good good new creep. Yeah, we've and been we're in a bit of a, one a creep month. dry spell. Yeah. Nobody wants to write a song called Creep. Maybe we we give honorable mention to Metallica's The Creeping Death. But we, we acknowledge how much better it would have been if the lyrics had been the same as TLC's Creep. Or if they'd said, my anaconda wants your poo. <laughs> creep of the month. Or do, you, do you got another one? I do. This one is called Broad Minded, which uh, I'm, I'm not so thinking is... about this in the way of like, I uh... don't oh, know, you're cutting out. Oh, uh oh. Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good again. Okay. Yeah, you cut out for a second. Broad Minded. This is yes. where we try and get into the mind of broads. See, I was about to say that I wasn't thinking it was going to be that, but it very well could be, I guess. Broads, what are they even, what's going on in their minds? We don't know. <laughs> Who could that, tell? That could be one episode of Broad Minded. I, I, I think this is a, an episode where we find uh, folks who, who we, you would say possibly have non-traditional beliefs and... I'm not going to poo-poo them. I'm going to listen to what they have to say. I'm going to be very broad-minded about this and uh, uh, break bread with them and uh, see, see if they've, they've got something mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. going. So uh, this this is a, a 
the show about how I joined the Church of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, they got some I don't good know points. If, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this one. I'm very, very bad at this sort of thing. When somebody starts saying something and you're like, you're not on board with what they're saying, I have a very hard time keeping a straight face. Yeah. And I, when people, I, I don't generally. <laughs> Oh, people can tell when 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 I think that they're an idiot and it comes across on my face and I can't. I'm like, shit. I just get like a face. Like, (laughs) like I'm like, I'm giggling like (laughs) I'm like three little maids from school. Are we fell to the brim with a girl? And somebody's (laughs) like, oh, yeah. And, you know, if you're a Sagittarius, I'm like, <laughs> but but I also I, I have recently in my old age become just like the uncle who's who speaks his mind too much if he's had a few drinks at Thanksgiving this past Christmas I did say that uh, the liberals are a bunch of grade grubbers who want to turn the world into school <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, well, what do you think of these policies? I said, the liberals are a bunch of great grubbers who want to turn the world into school. No one cared. It just sounded like a blowhard. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that you, you aren't completely off with that, with that hot take. Yeah, no, but it's too hot. But of it's a not take very broad-minded. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to be more broad-minded. I need to be like, uh-huh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who am I to say? I need to I need to put more who am I to say in my life. So maybe maybe I maybe I could use it to be more broad-minded. And I'll be faking it the entire time. Oh yeah. I'll be trying to win therapy. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> you trying to grade grub your therapist? <laughs> yeah. I'm ever so good. Uh, I think that I'm going to win the gold star. I think star we all agree, <laughs> right, Paul? therapy tonight. <laughs> I'm the one who recognized that everyone here has something to learn. Isn't that right, teacher? <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's, here's, here are our options this week. We have expert karate for beginners, reverse karaoke, great greetings, the analog podcast, on being with Lawrence, Amish effect, creep of the month, and broad minded. Hmm. Have you any preferences here? I honestly, I kind of like broad minded. Just. Being open to anything that we come across and and refusing to be cynical. Okay. I feel like that one could be very positive in my life. Or but, or we could uh, choose as the topic like flat earth and you spend one hour not being cynical or jerk about yeah. it. And you're like, that's right. enough for the rest of my life. Yeah, maybe that's, yeah, 
broad-minded, and it's us exploring something that we want to believe is stupid, but coming at it with a completely clean slate and being like, all right, let's see what you got. Guy who thinks that a scientist had sex with a monkey and that's where HIV came from. I'm here for, I'm here, I'm here to listen. I'm all ears. Hmm. Yes. Sex with a monkey is tempting. That's probably a good point. Mm hmm. They're small, but strong. Strong. Ooh. You probably want to have sex with a strong little monkey. Wrap me up in those long, strong arms, monkey. You can't get pregnant, so why would you use a little, you know? When they kiss, they make their lips come out so far, and then it's just like the very tips of of the lips that kiss, and it's a little... Little chimp lips. Yep. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, they don't get mad at me when I smoke cigars. They just want a cigar of their own. They all, they love a cigar. And then you're thinking, hmm, hey, Mr. Chimp. (laughs) Where where can I stick this cigar? You know what else you probably like to smoke? This pole. This one right here. The old (laughs) skin cigar. Yeah. How'd you like to create the AIDS pandemic? <laughs> hey, Mr. Monkey. That's exactly what I would like you to do. You want to spread AIDS? <laughs> Let's not give it all away for free, folks. If you yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah, yeah. Broad Minded with Nathan and AJ, head to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. That's all one word. We don't have a podcast yet. There you will find the vault. Every week, we choose our idea and we try it out. We record an episode. And uh, hopefully at some point we find the one that is our forever podcast. But so far, they've all been one and done. And you can find a whole lot of those one and dones over at patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Also, follow us on Instagram at WDHAPY. If you have an idea for a podcast, call the podcast hotline at 702-PODCASP-702-763-2277. Leave us a voicemail. We will talk about it on the show. Other than that, give us a review. Be sure and tell your friends, and we will see you next week. I'm Nathan B. Woodard. And I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night.